Pastor Shane saying, if you believe, that's for me. A little piece of heaven on earth. A lot of heaven when I leave this planet. That's for you. What are you waiting for? What are you running from? What are you scared of? What you're going to miss out on here? While you're here, you're not missing out on anything. Believe me, if you don't have Jesus, you're missing out on everything here. And you're going to be missing out later. Don't let another moment pass away without asking Jesus into your heart. Do not leave this building without accepting him as your Lord and Savior so you can have a little piece of heaven here, God's kingdom here on earth, and God's kingdom when you leave, and forever and ever and ever and ever and ever will be with him. What sounds bad about that? What sounds bad about that? Back in the 80s, they used to sing songs about how cool it would be in the hell and be, go to hell and be partying with their friends. That's where all the cool people are. Well, let me break the news to you. It's not. It's hell. It's not a nice place. There's nothing nice about it, and you won't like it. So let's just skip it. Don't leave. Don't leave without asking him into your heart. What are you going to do right now? We're going to say a prayer. And ask Jesus in your, we can just, everybody's going to do it together. If you haven't asked Jesus in your heart, why don't you pray along with us, okay? Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's exciting. That's exciting. Live on that. Take that with you. Take that with you everywhere you go. He's for you. He died for you. So that you could have heaven with you everywhere. And you know the really cool thing is when Jesus left, he said, I'm going to send someone to you to be with you. Your comforter, your guide and strength. Just wait. I'm going to send them. Now, he could have sent an angel he could have sent a bunch of angels. He could have sent whatever he wanted to send. But guess, he, he sent his Holy Spirit. And when you ask Jesus into your heart, his Holy Spirit is inside of you. With you everywhere you go. With you everywhere you go. You don't go, ever go alone anywhere. His Spirit is inside of you. And sometimes it feels like maybe he isn't, but he is, man. He is. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. That's exciting. That's exciting. Good choice, Suzanne. Not a girl. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, happy Father's Day. Uh, wait. Oh, yeah. You, Mike, check. You hang on a second. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I'm giving signals to two people. Thank you. How you like the man cave? The only thing we're missing is a barbecue with? All right. <laughs> Beautiful. Happy Father's Day. We got a Father's... Oh, isn't that great? Look at that. Doesn't that just make you feel all warm and cozy inside? Celeste, you're a rock star. <laughs> um, so we're here for Father's Day. So let me tell you about my week. I worked all week. And I, I, I know some of you think, well, government work, you know, <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Yeah, I work hard for my money, okay? You bunch of concerned taxpayers, I make my money fair and square. 
Ivan, you can stop laughing. <laughs> so I worked all week. Then it was time for the weekend. Woohoo! Dad, you know what I'm talking about? Right? You work all week. Doesn't matter if you're on shift work, you're on the Monday to Friday gig. You work all week, and you know the weekend's coming, right? So I have Friday off. So, turns out, you know, I'm a man. I like to plan ahead a little bit. You know, I like to think a few days in advance. And I just thought it would be really nice if my family, for once, on a Sunday, could be in the same vehicle. But that means on Friday, on my day off, I had to run the taxi service. I had to run Heidi to work. We had to get the kids to... Oh, boo-hoo. Had to get the kids to school, you know. And then... And, yeah, and then, come on, no, 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 I mean, that's manly enough. But then it was script work, okay? I had to go grocery shopping. Ooh, it's a tough crowd. Okay, all the women out in the parking lot, all the men here. Okay, so... Anyway, so then I go grocery shopping, and I buy all this stuff, get ready to go up to the cottage for a couple days, you know, and, and come on, man, let's, let's be honest, you've had to grocery shop before, come on. Meats. <laughs> come on, we've all had to do it, right? So there I am, grocery shopping, then I got to run the shuttle service again, I got to go get Heidi, and she was going to be ready to go at 2 o'clock. I've got the microphone, you be quiet, this is my story. So you can know how that goes, right? So it's 2.30, I'm getting Nancy, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, and it's not happening. Then we gotta go pick up the kids, and then we drive again. So now I'm transporting, because we got a boat on the back of the, on the, back of the trailer, so now, now I'm, I'm transport driver, we're hauling this thing up, and I get this crazy idea, let's skip going to the cottage, let's just put the boat in the water, and we'll take the boat over to the cottage, and then we'll drive the trailer, it just saves a step, right? I mean, let's be efficient, right men? You keep quiet. You wear socks and sandals. I'm not done with you yet. Okay? So. <laughs> oh, please. We got to get a picture of that. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, sandals and flip-flops. Oh. Toe socks and flip-flops. Woohoo! We've hit an all-time high. I love toe socks, actually. Anyways, that's another story. We'll talk about that another time. So, anyways, great idea. Let's be efficient. Let's save a step. And I get in the boat, and I drive across the lake, and sure enough, the dock is in pieces. It's all over the place, you know. It, it, anyways, so, make a long story short, I spent all Friday night fixing the dock, and that was about three hours in the water, fixing the dock, and then it got dark, and I felt like I went to a buffet. Except I was on the buffet table. I have bug bites, like, all over the place. I'm itchy like crazy. And then Saturday morning, I figured, you know what, i got to finish this dock job. I'll be done by noon. Well, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm finally finished. <laughs> See? You know what I'm saying, Right? No, Jordan went in the water. We got him on the wakeboard. He actually went in the water. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, okay, so you're the driver, you're the shopper, you're the, you're the dad. So I got to spend some quality time with the kids. So Jordan's on the wakeboard. Then, you know, uh, Emma wants to go for a boat ride. So we take Emma for a boat ride around the lake. And then Heidi wants some snuggle time. So then, you know, 
she asked. Come on, man, can you understand what I'm saying? Who am I for crying out loud? Am I the repair guy? Am I the transport driver? Am I a taxi driver? Am I dad? Am I father? Am I what? What am I? Who am I? Come on, a man, right? God made me this way. God made us all this way, right? Come on, he did. We're providers, we're protectors, we're parents, we're husbands. Did I say that safely enough? Anybody relate to this? Come on, man, right? Okay, God made you that way, all right? God made us that way. There's nothing wrong with you. You ever feel overwhelmed? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got your hands, so you got three, right? Hi, guys. Oh, she sinks down. Come on, Dad, don't point at me, you know? Totally. Say this prayer with me really quick. I'm I'm just going to pray and pray along with me. God, I just ask you that you would just speak to us. God, as dads, help us to get it right. God, the things that you've created us to do, the things you've created for us to do, the tasks that we have before us, the relationships, all that stuff that goes on in our heads and work that we've got to do, God, we want to do it right, and we want to do it well, and we want you to be pleased with us. Help us. Help us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, <laughs> I had this, I don't know if some of you know, some of you didn't know, um, back quite a number of years ago, um, I was doing this youth pastor thing with Heidi up in North Bay. Woo! Woo and all the North Bay people in the house. Woo-hoo! So, let me introduce you to one of, my, one of my youth right here. Come on, Jazzy. Stand up. Wave, wave. Yes. Get a presidential wave. So, Jazzy's dad was like my go-to guy up there. And... I used to, if I needed stuff, you know, youth, you do crazy things and have fun, right? So if I needed something, I would call up Jazzy's dad and say, I need this at the church. And he would say, why? And I would tell him. And then he'd say, I didn't want to know that. So anyways, I sent a message. I found out that this friend of mine, okay, he, um, I found out this friend of mine, he got a really cool um, Father's Day present. And I sent him a message. I say, bring your Father's Day present with you to church today. He doesn't ask why anymore. He just does it. Where's that microphone? The handheld. Ooh, right here. So, without further ado, Mike Check, bring us your Father's Day present. Come on up. <laughs> See, I have one more item to decorate the man cave with. There we go. Todd, you are the number one father. How you like that? Come on. Well, since you're, since you're up here, there was, I told you there was a, a plan here I had here. There we go, right there. So I want to introduce you to my friend Todd. Does everybody say Todd? Okay. I need you to do me a favor. Okay. He doesn't know I was going to ask him to do this. So can you do like a Bradford Community Church Father's Day ad on the spot? Like 15 second, 15 second commercial right now for Father's Day. Come to Bradford Community Church, you know, like you do in the morning. Hit it. Okay, ready? (laughs) A special invitation from Bradford Community Church. Come on down the highway and visit Pastor Corey Castira as he welcomes you to Father's Day. Wait, wait, come back. Get over here. You're over here. Yep, sit up here. Okay, you can hang on to this for a minute. 
He doesn't know this is happening, so this is all, uh, you should have been, Thursday night was hilarious. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Uh, we, didn't, we didn't record it, so you don't get to hear it. But um, So listen, I want to talk about work for a second, okay? So, you, you know, you're My providing... Work your, work? your work. Your work. So, as a, as a man, God created you to, you know, be a provider for your family, and, and you've got this cool job. Did anybody recognize the voice? Oh, 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 absolutely. Come on, Tim and... you on the radio. Come on, Tim and Todd. Tim and Todd on Life 100.3 in the mornings. There's Todd right here. So, we know you're disappointed. That's what he <laughs> looks like. We liked you better with a bag over your head for that video. Yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? So, listen, Todd, you, you've got this, this cool job. You're like the, the radio DJ guy. And I know we don't use records anymore, but like, do you just like sit in a room, you and Tim, and like there's a microphone and somebody's spinning CDs or something? Or like, how does that, what does that look like? It's all computerized. So, me and pretend you're Tim for a second. So Tim would be there, and Tim will push a button, and then we'll inter- introduce the song, and it's all computerized. So how does the button know what to play? Because it's all been programmed previously. Who does that? That's done by Steve Jones, the program director. Steve Jones, program yes. director. Okay. So, so, so then you just sit there with a the microphone and just push buttons all morning? I don't even push any buttons. You don't even push? <laughs> you haven't even got a button license yet? I push Tim's buttons. You push the... see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you push Tim's buttons, so you're not allowed to touch anything computer there, yet. Uh, once a week, I'm allowed to push the buttons. Once a week. That's all I've got seniority for at this moment. Okay, so there's this computer, and all this stuff is, is recorded on, like, it's all pre-programmed. Steve yeah. Jones does this. Now, what about the commercials and that? That's all... That's all in there. It's all in the that's all in there. So you just push the go button. That's it. That's it. That's as simple as it gets. Simple as it gets. Yeah. But something like behind the scenes, somebody's doing all that technical stuff and all that thing. Yeah, but they're not up that early. They're not up that early. Yeah, it's all done during the day, so it's just us. Just you guys. Yep. And do you have any fun doing this? That's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't laugh too much. You guys might be next. I got a couple more people I'm picking on. So, uh, so let let me ask you. Um, Christian radio, what's, what's, uh, what's the significance of that? What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Well, because you can play songs that glorify God instead of glorifying uh, going out and boozing and sleeping around and all that stuff. Right? Yeah. So do you, like, now, you know, sometimes I hear these, these uh, little clips on the radio, you know, how, you know, they were driving, you know, driving along in my car, and I heard this clip or this song, and it really affected me, and it changed my life and that. Do you hear a lot of stories about that? All the time. Uh, every week we have a staff meeting and Scott Jackson, the station manager, will read a letter or two about how somebody's life's been changed just by listening to Christian radio and how thankful they are. Marriages saved, relationships saved, people healed. It's just amazing. It is. So let's say what, what you're doing is pretty significant then. It's not just goofing around with a microphone and, and a computer button. It's a little of both. <laughs> yeah. But what you're doing, well, I mean, we're kind of goofing around this morning a bit too, but I mean, hopefully we'll have an impact on somebody's life by the time we're done. Um, but I mean, really, ultimately, like, you're spreading the message of Jesus Christ, right? It's not just, it's not just, it's not just music. It's not just neat commercials and that. Like, you're, you're, the songs you play, the, the, some of the topics you talk about, the encouragement that you, you, you give when you're talking on the radio, and that's a big deal. Like, you've got people's lives in, the hand, in your hands, or your microphone, so to speak. You have an impact on people's day and their lives. Before the mics go on, me and Tim pray, and uh, even before that, I'm praying.
we, that's what we pray every day is that the words we, we speak, the songs we play, the features that go on, the commercials, I don't care what it is, uh, will affect somebody's life, will put somebody's life back together, will heal somebody's relationships, their marriage, give them hope where they don't feel like there's any hope. And, uh, you know, otherwise, why do we do it? That's a big deal, man. Yeah. It's a big deal. Heavy. I try not to think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> so that we have fun in the midst of all of that. That's a big deal. But we trust God for the results. Let me, let me read something to you here, Todd. Uh, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it, not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ that you're serving. And what that's saying, I mean, it's not even just, you know, it's a little bit easier to tie it into, you know, Christian radio, but it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're fixing airplanes or you're fixing computers or you're doing drywall uh, or whatever else. I mean, it's not, uh, what the Bible says, you've got to do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord, not, not unto the, the guy who's giving you a paycheck, right? We'll call you once in a while and we'll say, what are you up to? And you'll say, I'm out fighting the forces of evil. And, uh, one coffee at a time. One coffee at a time. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> and it's the same thing. You're out there doing the same thing. You know, you're, you may think, well, I'm just out here. I'm a cop and whatever else. But, you know, there's so much more behind what we do just in everyday life than we, than we realize. It's important what we do, right, as men? As men. We've got to do it right. Yes. Hoorah. Thank you, Todd. See, he doesn't ask anymore. You passed the test. Bring your, bring, your, bring your Father's Day present, and he didn't even ask why. He just did it. So he did say, what if I'm late because I have two women traveling with me? Oh, oh, you guys are in here. You didn't go to the parking lot. So, so anyways, so that's number one. We work, right? There you go. <laughs> yes. So we work and it's important. Come on, like what you do is important. Depending on what it is you're up to, whatever job you do, it's significant. It makes a difference. You got to do it right. And sometimes you kind of get in the motions of doing it and sometimes, you know, the boss isn't around, you know, and maybe you don't do it as well as you could, but it's important what you're doing. And the Bible says men, fathers, whatever, dads, you got to do it as do it as you're doing it for Jesus, for God Almighty that he's there right there with you doesn't matter that nobody's watching you. Do it as if you're doing it for Jesus. That's a big deal, right? That's a big deal. Next thing. <laughs> Cute guy in the back. Come on down. Come on, everybody for Chuck. Give Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Come on down. <laughs> He's nervous now. <laughs> Come on, Chuck. Come on up. Have a seat. I want to talk to you for a minute. You got a phone call. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Lord telling you to come down. Come on, for Chuck, come on, everybody. Have a seat there, my friend. No, no, she didn't set you up. She's going to give me 20 bucks for doing this later, but here, you hang on to that. This is the cute guy in the back. Uh, Chuck, everybody know Chuck. Uh, Miss Celeste is back running the computer for us, and she does such a great job putting up all that stuff, she's, uh, she works hard at it. So, um, Celeste, ever ask you what you're thinking about? All the time. 
all the time. And what do you say if I wanted you to know I was thinking about I'd be talking, wouldn't I? No. Do you answer? You, answer, you tell her what's going on in that head of yours or what? Are you going to hold up closer? We're recording. We've got to make sure we get this. Okay. So, Chuck, tell me how long you guys have been married. Last count. <laughs> Should I take the microphone to Celeste? <laughs> 30 plus something. Celeste? That's why I got my Harley. That's where you got your Harley? That's why I don't have my Harley. That's why you don't have your Harley. (laughs) So do we need to pray for a Harley this morning? Or are we just going to take that one? Take that one. Yeah, we're raffling. We're raffling it off after the service, actually, that... Anyways, so listen, 30, 33 years, I would hope uh, at some point in time you would have learned something. What, what's, what's the secret to, see your, to success, staying married that long? Tell me. Give me an idea, a couple, couple ideas. Just say yes. <laughs> so when your wife asks you to go do all the, the uh, shopping and pick up the groceries and that stuff, you just say yes. Uh, well, I say yes, but she doesn't like the stuff that I bring back. Oh, really? <laughs> ice cream. Chocolate ice cream, yeah, yeah. So this, this just saying yes thing, is that a learned behavior? Is that something that, that you, just were, you already had it right at the gate? Uh, Don't lie. It's sort of something that's passed on from some of the older guys. Like you. Oh, you're not <laughs> Hey, I got 20 years, man. I've met 20 years in May. So it's just say yes. Yes. Sometimes, but if you, so I would suggest to you that I haven't learned how to say yes all the time yet. I know, I know, I'm not perfect, okay, let's, I, I know, I know it's disappointing to some of you, but. Um, you have, ex, uh, you have a, another bedroom, eh, in your house? <laughs> it's called a couch, <laughs> it's called a couch. <laughs> okay, but it, like just in that whole, in that whole learning curve, I mean that's, that, like, you, uh, as a man, I like to be in charge. You know, I like to, to fix things. I like to make it go the way I want to go. I like to be in control. Are you like that at all? It's a good thing you're not uh, Catholic. Catholic, why? You should be with confession box. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Pastor Shane? There's your box of chocolates, right? <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. So, but honestly, for me, for me, it's, it's sometimes it's hard. It's sometimes it's hard, that whole team thing. Sometimes it's hard with... with um, with somebody as strong-willed as my wife is, sometimes it's hard to just say yes because, like, you know, I want to be in charge. I want to make the decisions. And sometimes it's a hard, it's kind of hard to relinquish that, I find. Oh, no. Look at her face. Things. I'm getting messages. You're getting messages. Contrary. I'm, I'm trying not to look at her because I have to go home with her later. So, Okay, so just say yes. What else? What else would you recommend? I want to, I want to be married more than 33 years, and I'm, I'm sure you do too. What else? The grass a lot. Cut the grass a lot. Yeah. Anything else? Carry your baggage. You don't carry your purse, do you? I don't carry a purse. No. But because she's a musician, musician, I carry a lot of her. Uh... A lot of her stuff. So you just kind of like feel like supporting. That's. I had to buy a van. You had to buy a van. Yeah. Ooh. Instead of a Harley? Well, you know, my Mustang's sitting in the, uh, in the garage there. Needs a lot of work. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I get it. We had to do the minivan thing for a while, too. 
Anybody else? Men? Yeah, <laughs> look at Bill. I see that hand, brother. <laughs> let me, Chuck, let me read something to you. Okay. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one, who, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. I don't understand that profound mystery, but when you, when you, become, when you get married, you become one. It's a profound mystery. Yeah, hit the power button. It's a profound mystery. I don't understand how it works, but it's pretty significant that you become one. And the Bible says that we've got to love one another. We've got to love each other and love your husband, love your wife. Let me tell you, there's probably not a wedding that takes place. I would say, well, I shouldn't say not, but at least half of them have the love chapter read during their wedding. Anybody else have that when you got married? you have the love chapter read? Yes, 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 yes. No? Okay. <laughs> yes? Oh, yeah, because I read it. Cool. <laughs> Let me read it to you, okay? When you, when you hear this, love is this, love is that, it seems so flowery and everything, but honestly, if you really listen to what the words are saying, it's work. Love is patient. Love is kind. It says yes all the time. Well, that's not written there. I just made that, put that in there, you know, for you. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Where there are prophecies, they'll cease. Where there are tongues, they'll be stilled. But where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And that's a big deal. We're talking about love, loving your wife. That's not an easy thing sometimes. That's a lot of work. And if you can keep no record of wrongs and, and be patient and kind, as I'm sure that you always are, because we, all, we men are always patient and always kind... You know what I'm saying? That, that's not easy, right? 33 years of that, has it been difficult at times? Not really. All right, for Chuck, everybody. So I forgot to do this the first time. So we were talking about work, okay? We're talking about being a husband. Next. <laughs> Come on, sunshine, get up here. Bring your little toy with you. So what are you playing, hey, Ivan, what are you playing with there? Tell me. Uh, I'm controlling your, your voice. You're controlling my voice from that. That's pretty cool. There you go. <laughs> what are you all clapping for? You turned me off. <laughs> and I disconnected myself. Oh, you disconnected? Now we're really full. What in the world did you do? You should have brought an iPad. <laughs> This is all I had at the moment. Can JJ power me up now? Like, well, am I here? Mike, check. One, two. There we go. So, Ivan, um, you're a dad. Yes, I am. How last many? Time I checked, anyway. Last time you checked. Um, well, you should have been here Thursday night for this part. 
Um, how many kids have you got, Ivan? I have three. Three kids. Can you tell me about them? Um, they're fun. They're fun. They're challenging for me. Challenging for you? Yep. Um, what else do I think? I got, I got my oldest Okay, so let's start, let's start at the bottom and work our way up to the top so we can pick on her last. Um, let, let's, start, let's start with your youngest. Tell me about, tell me about that one. Peanut, yes, I, I know Peanut, um, actually. As Chris and I were discussing a, a little while ago, it's hard to get mad at her when her middle name is Joy. <laughs> um, she's a fun little kid, just full of spirit, and uh, yeah, just, just love her, Jesus. She's just, just a lot of fun. Okay, how about the next one? My Benny Boy. Benny Boy. Uh, my Benny Boy. It's, it's fun to see him now as um, nine years old, and, and um, he's really starting to um, just catch things as a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a one time I was working on a bike, and he comes out, what are you doing, Dad? Oh, that's cool, you know, just, 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 you know, and it's fun now that I can pour into him as a dad into teaching him the same things like my dad had taught me. I mean, I grew up a farm boy, so, I mean, I was always around my dad fixing stuff and whatever else, and Ben's now, uh, he's starting to see that, and he's starting to understand a little bit more, so that's, that's a lot of fun that way. Vader, I think, wants to ride your bike, actually, yeah, it looks a bit dearest, you know. Um, okay, so we got Benny Boy, so how about the next one? Tell me about that one. My dear Madison. Oh. She's my firstborn. Is she here today? Yes, she is. She's, oh, right she's, she's right there. Oh, in the second row. The one that's blushing and trying to sink down her seat, right? Okay, yeah. So tell us about, about Madison. Madison. Madison is actually a lot like me. Um, so we butt heads a lot of time. But um, I love Madison dearly. Um, being my firstborn, it was, it was just... Uh, it was, it was fun to, to see her at growing up, and I got to spend a lot of time with her as a, as a, as a baby, which was, um, it was a joy. It was a blessing that way, to be able to do that with Madison, and there will always be that, even though we might butt heads, there will always be that special bond between the two of us. She kind of lock horns every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yes. Every once in a while. <laughs> so you, um, you said something, you said a word challenging, so tell me about that. Why, why is it challenging to be a dad? It's challenging in the respect that I, I feel for me is just like, um, you know, if, if I'm disciplining one of my children, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I um, and I'm wounding their spirit. I know with Ben, he's got a very soft-hearted uh, spirit that, you know, it's like if I get upset with him, is it, is it, is it am I going to ruin that softness and that heart that he has? And um, so th- that's the challenging part to knowing what, you know, what are we, what are the best ways to do that to raise my children? And, um, you know, it, it, uh, I do spend a lot of time on the road now, and, uh, and I have been before where it's, it's, it's those times that it's like, okay, God, did I do the right thing there? You know, and it's, and, you know, so that's, that's I guess, some of the challenging part of, of being a dad. Because you, you've, got, you've got three little lives that, that look up to you as, as their, their superheroes sometimes, right? And... Uh, um, I can tell you, um, plug your ears, Emma. Um, you know, I've made mistakes over the years, and I'm sure you probably look back and say, "Yeah, I wish I'd done that differently." But you know, like you've you've got you've got a pretty significant amount of responsibility with them. You know, we make sure that they love Jesus and that they're prepared for the world, and that they love Jesus, and you know, they find a good husband or a good wife, and that they love Jesus. And uh, <laughs> maybe there's a common theme here, but I mean, it's that's you've got a you've got a significant amount of influence and impact on on some lives. That ever weigh heavy on you? Like, 
Yes, it does sometimes. When you take the time to think about it, it's pretty overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, when, when there's that time, when, yeah, when, you're, when you're in that thought, then yes, it is, it is overwhelming. Yeah, and, and, and we're not perfect either. And the kids didn't come with manuals, right? <laughs> By no means. Did anybody get a manual with your kids? or No, no way. Eh? That's, that's pretty significant. You know, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. And I think, you know, um, if you've had kids, that's pretty pretty significant amount of responsibility. There's a lot there, you know. Let me, Ivan, I want to read a few things to you, okay? Um, this is my, um, my father-in-law's favorite verse from the Bible. Um, and Heidi does such a good rendition of reading it. Uh, of, yeah, come here, come here, Heidi, come here. You just, we can't, come on, come on up here. Sir, I'll give this back to you, don't worry. Even though you're in control of it, it doesn't really matter what I do with this thing. So this is, Heidi, Heidi was uh, one of ten, for those of you who didn't know, Okay. Um, I got the pick of the litter, okay? And <laughs> this is her father's favorite verse, so can you, can you read it just like I me? Mean, just like it was your... It's right here. Or do you even need... You don't even need to read it. You've got it so memorized because her dad used to say it all the time. Okay, memorized. come on. Go ahead. Pretend you're, pretend you're so, Glenn Reed, my father. My dad is a big mush, so he cries very, very easily. And our big joke as kids that would torture us and embarrass us is when he cries, he storms. And it gets really embarrassing when we're in public. And we had the group of 10 kids beside my dad. And my dad, in groups of people, would go, well, you know, children are a blessing from the Lord. And blessed is the man who has his quiver full of them. And boy, oh boy, is my quiver full. (laughs) (laughs) And then he would always start crying. And then we'd be so embarrassed. (laughs) All right, here it is. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. He had a full quiver, this man. Yes, he did. Here's a few more verses for you. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far away. Most important job, really, Ivan, I think, um, in protecting your kids and all that, but the most important job is that they, that they have a really good understanding of who their Heavenly Father is and they pick Jesus. I would, you agree with that? You're supposed to say yes? Yeah. Yes, yes I know you do, because that's why I asked you up here. So, uh, Ivan. Am I still on? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Dads. Here we go. Does it ever feel like dads... We're going to finish up with this. Does it ever feel like you're, you're juggling? Does it ever feel like you're overwhelmed? Trying to work, trying to raise kids, trying to be the husband that you should be. Does that sometimes, can that be overwhelming? Can that be difficult? Can that be hard? Yeah. Jack's the only honest one in the crowd. He's nodding. <laughs> I'm nodding too. I'm with you, brother. Come on, it is. It can be so overwhelming. And you know what? As men, we want to do it right. You know, I want to be the best at work. I want to be the best at home. I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best husband. And you know what? Sometimes I don't feel like I am. I try. And I'm going to keep on trying. And I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. But sometimes it can be overwhelming. 
when you take a look at, and this is just a, a few things, work, husband, dad. We've been talking about giftings at church and where your giftings are and where your, where, you know, where your, where your spiritual giftings are. I mean, that's even more, that's more responsibility there too. But it's like you're juggling, okay? I'm going to try and juggle these balls right here, okay? Ready? Okay. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. Come on. Better stand in front of mom just in case I miss one. Okay, come on. Here we go. Ready? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Derek, get up here. Come on, Derek was better at this than I was. Come here, Derek. Where is he? Come on, Derek, 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 Derek. Derek got interviewed on Thursday night. It was quite entertaining. Okay. Don't hit my iPad. Okay, go. Hey, come on, that was better than me, right? Atta boy. I want to teach you God juggling, but I got to hand these out. So men, here we go, down here. Here we go. Whoops, sorry, you're not a man, are you? Sorry, I dropped it. Hey, there you go. Thanks, JJ. Right here. There we go. You can take one of those. You got one? You got one there? Okay. Uh, Dad, here we go. Derek. Derek had a chance to practice. Jason's practice. No, Jared's like, I got a baby. Okay. For your brother. Okay, there you go. We get everybody get one? It's not a title list. <laughs> there you go, one for you. You got one? Who else? All the all the men get one? He's right here? Okay. There you go. All right. This is for everybody. Okay? This is for everybody. I want you to keep this. I want you to take it home. And you can, when, you, when, you, when you're feeling overwhelmed, pull this out of your drawer, grab it, get in your hands, and do what I'm telling you. When you feel like the world's coming all around you and you feel overwhelmed like you can't handle it, grab it. Okay? I want to read this to you, and then we're going we're gonna to show you how it works. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown to the oven, will he not much more clothe you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And what it says, what the Bible is saying here is, is seek God first. Seek God first. God created you to be a dad. He created you to be a husband. He created you to be a provider. You're normal. 
He created you to do all those things, and he wants you to do them well. Because we read scriptures in the Bible that talked about how he wants you to do them well, how he wants you to raise your kids well, how he wants you to love your wife when it's difficult and when it's good, when it's easy and when it's hard. Talk about going to work and make sure you do it well, even when people aren't watching, to work hard. But the way to juggle all those balls is to seek God's kingdom first. And all that stuff gets added to you. Try it. Try it. Try it. See, Jack, we still need practice. I don't always get it right, but that's okay. Nobody's looking at you. Seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness and all that stuff will be added to you. All those things that he created you to need, all those jobs that he gave you to do, everything that he passed on to you and made you to be. If you seek him first, you put him first and his righteousness and all those things will be added to you. Everything that you do, everywhere you go, you put God first, Miss Nina. And all that stuff that you need, all those heart's desires that God placed inside you will be yours. There's a man out there to love you. There's a job out there for you. There's probably some kids. All that stuff gets added to you. When you put God first, everything else has to fall into place after that. Has no choice. It absolutely has no choice. You put God first, everything has to fall into place after that. Everything. And you don't have to be juggling balls all the time and throwing them all around. Seek God first. Pastor Shane? I said this during the prayer time today that we read all these things about what we're called to do. And our greatest example is Jesus. Our greatest example of, our, of, our, of the Father, of God, is, is Jesus. So we look to him for these type of examples. Give one to Nathan to get to his dad. And in truth, Give that's your dad. What God really wants from us as fathers, as men, as people, and what each of us as fathers really would want from our children is ultimately that they would trust us. I would want I want my kids to trust. Understand that what I'm saying to them, I'm not trying to say it to hurt them. I'm not trying to say it to control them. I'm not trying to say it so that I can somehow uh, find some sort of joy out of watching them struggle. I love them so much. I want them to succeed. I want them to prosper. I want them to be so much more than I ever was. But in order for them to in order for them, for the truth to get through, in order for them to really take direction, one thing has to happen. They have to trust me. And so Pastor Corey says he brings it down. He brings it down to this one thing. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And that's, that, that's what we're saying, is that in order for all these things to happen, in order for us to, to experience the fullness of God that he has for us, we just have to Trust him. You just have to trust that your father loves you and wants the very, very 
us fathers, he is the example we need to follow. He is the example we need to follow. So our prayer for you is that you would trust your father so that you can give the very best example of who a father is to your children. That they might follow you as you follow Christ. Would you bow with me? Father, we thank you so much that we have an awesome example this amazing, extraordinary person to be able to say, oh, this is how I need to do it. This is how I need to treat people. So as fathers and as people, before we make life so complicated, before we make things so hard, may we come back to this one thing. to our questions, when we're frustrated with life and don't know what to do, may we come back to this one thing, this one solution. That we would trust our Father. And if we do, Father, be with us today as families. Lord God, I pray that there would be a celebration of, of family time. And, and as, as we talk about Father's Day and gifts are exchanged, Lord God, I just pray that we would just celebrate the gift of family. We would celebrate what we have. We would make phone calls and send emails and, and make those connections, Lord God. We are so blessed to have what we have. We thank you for the model that you have given us a family, Lord God. And I pray that as, as men of God, we would rise up and lead by trusting in you. Give us an awesome day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, church. You are dismissed.